Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, where each week, Dr. Frank Domino, along with his guests, translates today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. Now, broadcasting from the University of Massachusetts Medical School in Worcester, Mass., your host, Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health, and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult series. Diana is new to your practice and here to have an annual exam. She is a 58-year-old African-American female who recently moved to the area and has a new job with new health insurance. It has been five years since she's had an annual exam. She describes herself as mostly healthy, but she has recently used urgent care twice in the last five years, once for pneumonia and the other for an ankle sprain. She is wondering what she needs for today's visit as she's been a bit neglectful of her health in recent years. Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me today is Jill Terrian, Associate Professor and Director of the Nurse Practitioner Specialties Program at the University of Massachusetts Medical School's Graduate School of Nursing. Thanks for coming today, Jill. Thank you for having me, Frank. So Diana sounds like a wonderful patient. She's new to our practice. Um, She sounds, for the most part, relatively healthy. Uh, but she hasn't had any sort of annual exam in over five years. What diseases do we need to think about screening for her today? So for today, really, the goal is to establish her care with you as the provider and look at her risk factors for her, you know, family history. But really, screening consider screening for breast cancer, colon cancer, um, doing a cardiovascular look at her as well. And then, of course, the... Um, you know, look at GYN exam because she hasn't had cervical cancer screening in at least five years, and we need to know how long. So, Jill, remind us, if you would, please, about the old guidelines for cervical cancer screening. Right. So, for women age 21 to 30, the old guidelines were to do cervical cytology, which some people call PAP, um, with a reflex HPV testing. And those for over 30, or between 30 and 65, it was uh, the pap test and the HPV check every three to five years. So that's what what preceded these guidelines. So now for in in Diana's time, or talking about the new guidelines, it is for um, women age 21 to 29 is going to be cervical cytology or pap alone in women, and that's an A recommendation. In women 30 to 65, you have options. You have cervical cytology alone um, every three years, or every five years you do HPV testing alone, or you put the two tests together, which is called co-testing, so you do a PAP and an HPV every five years. And that's really that's really what we're going to be talking about with Diana, and that's the change. And then for women over 65, it's really has not really changed unless they have other risk factors. What, what might be risk factors over 65 that would make you do something differently? So if they're over 65 and they have a new partner, um, you know, that would be something to consider, and that would be taken on a case-by-case basis. Okay. Um, if they're immunosuppressed or they've had a history of abnormal... Uh, perhaps in the past, it seems like you might, or or a high, highly suspicious uh, HPV subtype that would probably also make you be 
a tiny bit more aggressive, but that's fairly uncommon, hopefully, in our 65 and olders. Right. And then just for our general population, things to consider as you're having Diana come into your practice are, has she had any abnormal results for her GYN screening in the past? Things like, you know, precancerous lesions that were treated, or um, the fact of, um, was she exposed to DES in utero? Those are people to consider. Um, also, people that are immunosuppressed need different screening schedule. Mm-hmm. What was the rationale around this change? Um, do you have any idea? Well, I think it can be a combination of factors. Number one, uh, when we had the 2012 recommendations and it came to light that we didn't need to screen women under 21, um, you know, that was a big practice change because if we had sexually active teenagers, you know, and we counted partners and, you know, um, then we might screen them, you know, you know, earlier. Some people might have had yearly pap testing. And what we know now is, is that, you know, the majority of cervical cancer is caused by the HPV virus and that in women uh, that might be exposed to that, that it will clear by the time they're, you know, in their late 20s or by 30. So the evidence also has shown that or demonstrated that HPV vaccination has, has changed the scene here as well. So, you know, all of that and the data, you know, they looked at, you know, um, systematic reviews, meta-analysis and cohort studies to find out in these different age groups what they were, um, what they were seeing. I think you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I think the, the evolution uh, that's happened with regard to both the impact, impact of HPV testing, as well as we realized that cytology led to many false positives. We found lots of abnormal cells, lots of HPV-induced changes that were going to get cleared. And so it's really the active virus that we're worried about now, and, and these new guidelines are very healthy at reflecting that. Um, you mentioned earlier that Diana um, is going to need some other screening tests. What would you recommend for a 58-year-old female today for breast cancer, colon cancer, and cardiovascular risk? So the thing is we'd have to look at her breast screening, breast cancer screening history. If it has been, you know, you know, first we look at her personal history and then her risk fa factors from her family. And then depending on that, she may need to have a mammogram. Mm -hmm. That might be recommended for her. Also, um, you know, has she had a colonoscopy at all? And if it's been, you know, greater than five years, or maybe she's never had a colonoscopy. That would be something to consider. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, um, you know, her cardiovascular prevention has, you know, lab work uh, that would include lipids. What about, you know, exercise, you know, checking her BMI, and um, also looking at whether or not we're going to recommend low-dose aspirin to her based on her, you know, her risk assessment. So it sounds like Diana's going to have a busy day today with all the testing that, that she'll probably need, but being able to just perform an HPV test and not worry so much about a PAP uh, might make life a little bit easier for everyone. Thanks again, Jill. Thank you, Frank. Practice pointer. For women of average risk between the ages of 30 and 65, HPV testing every five years is now recommended as screening for cervical cancer. And for more timely, relevant, and practical medical education, check out primed.com. 
Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. For more information about the article referenced in today's episode, look under the resources section of the episode landing page. Need help reaching your CME credit goal this year? If so, please browse the more than 300 free CME accredited activities now available on PrimeMed.com. Thank you again for listening.